Almost everyone in Utah County has heard of the Lafferty Boys. That's mostly a function of the lurid murders, of course, but the Lafferty surname had a certain prominence in the county even before Brenda and Erica Lafferty were killed. Watson Lafferty, the patriarch of the clan, was a chiropractor who ran a thriving practice out of his home in downtown Provo's historic quarter. He and his wife, Claudine, had six boys and two girls, in whom they instilled an unusually strong work ethic and intense devotion to the Mormon church. The entire family was admired for their industriousness and probity. Alan, the youngest of the Lafferty children, now in his mid-forties, works as a tile-setter, a trade he has plied since he was a teenager. In the summer of 1984, he was living with his 24-year-old wife and baby daughter in American Fork, a sleepy, white-bred suburb alongside the freeway that runs from Provo to Salt Lake City. Brenda, his spouse, was a one-time beauty queen, recognized around town from her tenure as the anchor of a news magazine program on Channel 11, the local PBS affiliate. Although she had abandoned her nascent broadcasting career to marry Allen and start a family, Brenda had lost none of the exuberance that had endeared her to television viewers. Warm and outgoing, she'd made a lasting impression. On the morning of July 24, 1984, Allen left their small duplex apartment before the sun was up and drove 80 miles up the interstate to work at a construction site east of Ogden. During his lunch break, he phoned Brenda, who chatted with him for a minute before putting their 15-month-old daughter, Erica, on the line. Erica gurgled a few words of baby talk, then Brenda told her husband everything was fine and said goodbye. Alan arrived home around 8 that evening, tired from the long workday. He walked up to the front door and was surprised to find it locked. They almost never locked their doors. He used his key to enter and then was surprised again by the baseball game blaring from the television in the living room. Neither he nor Brenda liked baseball. They never watched it. After he'd turned off the TV, the apartment seemed preternaturally quiet to him, as though nobody was home. Alan figured Brenda had taken the baby and gone out. I turned to go and see if maybe she was at the neighbor's, he explained later, and I noticed some blood near the door on a light switch. And then he saw Brenda in the kitchen, sprawled on the floor in a lake of blood. Upon calling Brenda's name and getting no reply, he knelt beside her and put his hand on her shoulder. I touched her, he said, and her body felt cool. There was blood on her face and pretty much everywhere. Alan reached for the kitchen phone, which was resting on the floor next to his wife, and dialed 911 before he realized there was no dial tone. The cord had been yanked from the wall. As he walked to their bedroom to try the extension in there, he glanced into the baby's room and saw Erica slumped over in her crib, in an odd position, motionless. She was wearing nothing but a diaper, which was soaked with blood, as were the blankets surrounding her. Alan hurried to the master bedroom, only to find the phone in there out of order as well, so he went next door to a neighbor's apartment, where he was finally able to call for help. He described the carnage to the 911 dispatcher, then called his mother. While he waited for the police to show up, Alan returned to his apartment. I went to Brenda and I prayed, he said, and then as I stood, I surveyed the situation a little more and realized that there had been a grim struggle. For the first time, he noticed that the blood wasn't confined to the kitchen. It smeared the living room walls, the floor, the doors, the curtains. It was obvious to him who was responsible. He'd known the moment he'd first seen Brenda on the kitchen floor. The cops took Alan down to the American Fork police station and grilled him throughout the night. They assumed he was the murderer, the husband usually is. By and by, however, Alan convinced them that the prime suspect was actually the oldest of his five brothers, 
Ron Lafferty. Ron had just returned to Utah County after spending most of the previous three months traveling around the West with another Lafferty brother, Dan. An APB went out for Ron's car, a pale green 1974 Impala station wagon with Utah plates. The slangs appeared to be ritualistic, which drew uncommon attention from the news media and put the public on edge. By the next evening, the Lafferty killings led news broadcasts across the state. On Thursday, July 26, a headline on the front page of the Salt Lake Tribune announced, Widespread Search Underway for American Fork Murder Suspect, by Mike Gorell, Tribune staff writer, and Ann Shields, Tribune correspondent. Lawmen in Utah and surrounding states searched Wednesday for a former Highland Utah County City Councilman and religious fundamentalist charged with the Tuesday murders of his sister-in-law and her 15-month-old baby. Ron Watson Lafferty, 42, no address available, was charged with two counts of capital homicide in the deaths of Brenda Wright Lafferty, 24, and her daughter, Erica Lane. American Fork Police have not established a motive for the killings and have refused to comment on rumors that the suspect, an excommunicated member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was involved with either polygamist or fundamentalist religious sects and that those ties may have contributed to the killings. Neighbors expressed disbelief that this sort of thing could happen in their area.